Chapter one, credit card failures, we have a problem. Before we can understand how to fix payment and credit card failures, we need to understand the extent to which these involuntary cancellations are a problem. Let's review why credit cards fail and walk through the data on over 10,000 subscription companies to just see the extent of this problem in your business. Credit cards are mechanical devices subject to failure. We know credit cards aren't the sexiest topic in the world, but we'll certainly make them interesting, especially after studying them more than we ever thought we would in our lives. Interestingly enough, the concept of the credit card has been around since Edward Bellamy's utopian novel, Looking Backward in 1887. The first plastic cards followed relatively shortly in the 1930s, with the modern version coming in 1958 from Bank of America. Now you might think, of course the credit card has been updated since 1958, but you'd unfortunately be wrong. Apart from in-person chips and computerization, credit cards haven't really been updated much. In fact, the processing technology and underlying rules of credit haven't really changed since the 1960s. As a result, there are roughly 130 reasons why a credit card fails. But sometimes these reasons defy patterns and logic. For example, in our research, we found that if your processor is in the United States, but you have a customer you're trying to charge in Finland, there's a 250% increase in the probability of that charge getting falsely flagged as fraud. Sadly, charging that customer consistently doesn't do much for the probabilities. The probability doesn't really change on those subsequent subscription charges. Other reasons for credit card failures are more obvious, but just as quirky. 90% of credit cards expire every three years, which means if your average customer has a life cycle of 18 months, half will need to be updated every single year. Limit failures, a customer not being able to make a charge because he's at his limit, seems logical until you realize that some lower limit cards actually deny charges before the limit has been reached, and others will allow the cardholder to go over their limit. Our personal favorite, given we serve subscription companies, are recurring flags, which are basically charges that the bank deems are essentially double charges, even if they take place after 30 days. In the physical copy of the book, we actually included an extended list of all 130 different failure codes. It is just amazing bedtime reading, but I'm not going to go through all of them in the audiobook because that would get a little cumbersome and a little bit boring, but feel free to email me at pc at if you'd like the entire list. Surely credit card companies make it easy to get money. You'd think credit card companies would make it easy to understand and recover failed payments. After all, they want to get paid on their fees, so they want more charges. Unfortunately, you'd be wrong. Not because they don't want money, but because credit card complexity makes recovering payments complicated. If you look back at the list above, which again, I can send you, but I'm not going to go through in the audio version, you'll notice there are these failure codes listed. These are relatively helpful in understanding why a credit card has failed, yet interestingly enough, sometimes there are multiple reasons why a card has failed. But your processor may not send you all the codes. Sometimes they don't even get access to the codes. In a study we completed in 2019, we found that roughly 25% of the codes provided for failures were actually incorrect, or at least called into question as not being the primary reason the card failed. So you should just retry the credit card, right? Well, it's a little bit more complicated because doing automatic retries is definitely something you should be doing and is mostly turned on by default no matter the subscription management tool you're using. Yet sometimes the retry will work and sometimes it won't. You're entirely at the mercy of the processor and the credit card company. Sometimes they'll allow an expired card to go through, sometimes they won't. Other times they'll allow a card to go past its limit. Sometimes they'll fail a card before the limit is even reached. 
Don't even get us started on customers who are outside of your home region because internationalization can be a nightmare. We know this is frustrating, but in defense of the credit card companies, you have to realize that there are 2.8 billion different credit cards in the world as of February 2020, and many of which are used multiple times per day. Given the law of large numbers, in aggregate, they maybe only fail at a rate of 0.1%, which is a failure or downtime rate that any of us would be proud of. Yet if 3 billion charges take place a day, that means 3 million will fail every single day. So what's a subscription business to do? Well, we're going to go through how you can work well with the credit card company to get a really high recovery rate, which really comes down to making sure you have a multifaceted approach to recovering these failed payments and going to the source, aka the customer for recovery. First though, let's make the impact hit a little closer to home by showing you just how big of a problem this is in your subscription business. 20 to 40% of your lost customers are from payment failures. Every month, you lose customers. Cancellations are just a fact of life. Yet the makeup of those customers is quite fascinating because, for instance, if you lose 100 customers in a month, 20 to 40 of those are going to be because of credit and debit card failures. Seems outrageous, but let's show the actual data. In the graph included in the download of this book, you're able to see the breakdown of just how much of a problem credit card failures are for different types of subscription industries. Here are a few highlights, but email me at pc at profitable.com and I'll get you the full breakdown for your industry. So in B2B SaaS, consumer subscriptions, subscription e-commerce, and general memberships, the proportion of lost customers due to payment failures hovers between 15% on the low end and 38% on the high end. As companies get larger, credit card failures tend to become a larger portion of their lost customers, presumably because they've gotten better at reducing the active cancellations but haven't gotten better at reducing the actual mechanical cancellations of payment failures. You don't get economies of scale when it comes to credit card failures, meaning the failure rate doesn't go down as they process more credit cards. Why is this happening? Poor recovery rates. The astute financier in you might be thinking, well, this is just a sunk cost, something I can't control much. Yet remember, payment and credit card failures are a mechanical problem. These customers aren't leaving because they didn't like your product. Many of them aren't even aware that their payment has actually failed. You may think, well, if they wanted the product, wouldn't they come back? In an idealistic Pollyanna world, of course. But this is tantamount to saying, if we build it, they will come. Reality is much more pragmatic, and many of our products aren't used every day, or at least aren't used every day by the right buyer. Instead, the problem exists within our businesses. We are terrible at recovering failed credit cards and payments. Just how terrible? Well, if 10 people have their payment fail, we're only recovering about three of them. We're never going to recover all these customers, but three out of 10 is an abysmal percentage. I've broken down the actual recovery rates by size and vertical in the download, so email me at pc at profitable.com if you'd like that data based on your industry, but here are a couple highlights. In B2B, consumer subscriptions, subscription e-commerce, and general memberships, Companies are only recovering between 15% and 38% of these failed payments. As companies get bigger, it seems they get a bit better at this problem, likely due to more taking it seriously, but it's not much of an improvement with the highest recovery rate around 50%, which means they're still losing about half of these customers. With Profitable Retain, which has the highest recovery rate in the market, we're looking at recovery rates that are double the industry median. If we go even deeper into the root cause here, you're typically terrible at recovering failed payments because this just isn't a primary focus of your business. 
Of course, credit card failure shouldn't be your focus, but oftentimes we see businesses have done next to nothing to shore up these customers. Or at best, they're treating these customers with a bill collector hammer and incendiary email copy. Let's walk through how you can actually do better and keep these customers around longer.